From finance and commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. I would also like to thank our podcast sponsor, Guarantee Commercial Title. Guarantee offers a new platform for the delivery of services based on the expertise and ingenuity of a visionary team of title professionals that identifies obstacles and creates solutions that result in a successful sale, construction, or financing of commercial real estate. To learn more, visit GuaranteeTitle.net. Having launched just this year, A2 Art Storage and Services is Emmy Curran's response to an underserved self-storage market. A2 is a museum-grade art storage facility for objects of nearly any size, shape, medium, or value. Curran, who is A2's founder and president, has extensive experience in the self-storage industry. Her father founded Acorn Mini Storage in the mid-1980s, which her husband now runs. The 35,000-square-foot art storage facility in Roseville was strategically rehabilitated to include features needed for this type of storage, which included climate and pest control, security features, fire suppression, and inventory management. Art collectors, artists, and institutions all use the facility to store items. Kieran tells reporter Kelly Bush in this episode, quote, We're having regular people reaching out who are looking for our services. And I really kind of think we've only scratched the surface here, having been open only since mid-May. So today I'm speaking with M.E. Kieran, who is the founder and president of A2 Art Storage and Services. So I know you have a background in storage, so let's start there. Can you first tell me about that? Yeah, sure. So um, my dad founded Acorn Mini Storage um, in the mid-1980s. He had one dedicated self-storage facility here um, in Minneapolis. Um, Now we have 15 locations throughout the Twin Cities metro area. Um, We actually are the second largest self-storage owner-operator here in the Twin Cities. Um, And it's the business's current president is my husband, Chris Kerwin. Um, So... Um, and then I actually joined the business myself about six years ago, um, coming in off of a marketing career. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, um, have been the director of marketing for the last six years at Acorn and, um, really transitioned to A2 full-time here, uh, in the last few weeks. So I have a deep knowledge of the storage industry in, in my family. Yeah, that's great. So A2, let's talk about that. So when did you launch that endeavor and, you know, what, what influenced its launch? And I guess just tell me broadly, you know, what is A2? Yeah. So A2 Art Storage and Services is our museum grade fine art storage uh, concept here. Uh, We have a location in the Twin Cities and um, we really were influenced by the fact that around six years ago or so, the Twin Cities market was identified as this really underserved self-storage market. Mm. And as a result, we saw a huge amount of development in a short amount of time. And we 
kind of have been losing out on opportunities to grow Acorn. So we wanted to continue investing in the Twin Cities, um, but you know it just got to be harder and harder. And we knew we needed to do something differently. So we spent um, two years researching uh, this museum storage concept. It's a concept that does exist in other parts of the country and um, decided based on our knowledge of property management, our knowledge in the storage industry and our deep contacts here in the Twin Cities that um, this museum grade fine art storage concept was one that we wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great. So um, what did demand look like for art storage and what does it look like today? Yeah. So honestly, I'm not sure we even understand what the extent of the opportunity is. Here. Yeah. <laughs> what, how this kind of started was meeting with um, institutions here locally who were saying there's nothing, this concept exists. It exists in other parts of the country. It's successful. We just don't have anything like it here. We don't have um, anything that takes into account, you know, the, the climate, um, the security, the pest management, um, kind of all of the pieces that have come together to create A2. And um, so we just kind of kept hearing like, there's an opportunity for this year, there's an opportunity for this year. What we have seen in the, even since our launch in mid-May is not just institutions, but private collectors um, kind of crawling out of the woodwork and looking for this type of storage here locally. So um, it is um, really interesting. And um, some, of the, some of the people are the names that you know, we might recognize, but many of them are not. Um, they're just passion collectors who have more than they can put on their walls. Um, mm -hmm. And so they've landed with us, which is fantastic. Um, and so, you know, in terms of the demand, we set really what we think are reasonable goals for ourselves. You know, we recognize again, coming from the storage industry background that it's gonna take a while to fill up our facility, mm -hmm. uh, but um, we are having regular people reaching out, um, looking for our services. And um, I really kind of think we've only scratched the surface here having just been open since mid-May. Wow, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So Let's talk about how, you know, the A2 operates. So how is it similar to other, you know, self-storage facilities that, you know, people use every day and how is it different? Yeah, so there are so many similarities and then there also are these key differences too. So yeah. um, A2 maintains the same conditions um, as self-storage. So we look at climate, we look at security, we look at pest control, we look at fire suppression but just in a really more specialized uh, manner. So for instance, our um, storage, our art storage areas at A2 are set at 70 degrees and 50% humidity. Um, we treat for pests on a more comprehensive basis. So um, we have monthly visits from um, pest, pest control. We have regular daily uh, walkthroughs by ACORN staff. Um, and we have ACORN staff members that are actually trained in pest identification and mitigation. So uh, we don't even need to call on experts to kind of do that first line of defense. Mm -hmm. um, and um, our facility is really um, closely monitored. Um, 
we have comprehensive camera coverage throughout the interior and exterior of the facility. And our camera recordings are even backed up to the cloud versus an on-site server. So really looking, so again, it's the same mix of things we have at our, on our mini storage sites. We just kind of took it to the next level Mm -hmm. uh, in that way. So we had a good foundation really and great partnerships already with so many service providers. And we've just been able to deepen those with A2, which has been fantastic um, to work with people we already know and trust. Um, the, The main difference between our fine art storage facility and a self storage facility is that we operate as a warehouse. So we have a um, a really sophisticated database that tracks our inventory. Um, We are actually taking possession of the art here in a warehousing model, Mm -hmm. which means that we have art handlers, um, trained art handlers, and a registrar um, who's not only been trained in art handling, but also storage and what it means for different mediums. So um, how do we store a painting versus a sculpture? Where can that go um, safely in the facility? What's the best location for it? Um, And that is, you know, in self-storage, we never touch our customers' possessions. Mm -hmm. So um, having this hands-on, you know, element really was a big departure for us. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of why we took so long to research and figure out how we could make that work. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, that's great. And so I'm the I'm assuming the building which you guys constructed, correct? We actually um, we rehabbed an existing facility. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, Tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah, so um, it's interesting. We looked at a ton of different options as we were um, as we were looking for for facilities to open this yeah. concept in and. This facility in particular is great because it's not adjacent to railroad tracks. Um, It does not have bodies of water nearby, which actually can be pretty hard to find in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Uh, Many times there are these retention pond lakes, which can become an issue if there's um, a huge amount of water um, on a given season. Um, We were also looking for um, an owner-operator single-use facility. So... We wanted a building that we could own where we were the only tenant and we were able to find that with this facility. We also were looking for a building that was all on one level. So elevators for these purposes can be huge deterrents because so much of the art is so big um, that you know, you're really limited then to what you can take to higher floors um, with the size of the elevator. So um, this facility is all on one level. Uh, we have a huge parking lot, so we can accommodate uh, even a full-size semi um, mm-hmm. can back up to a dock. Um, and this facility also came with a fully fenced perimeter, so um, we have we have that coverage as well. Um, we also added a backup diesel generator to the facility, so that if we lose power, we have full coverage um, for our our um, systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was another addition we made, but. So we, we really lucked out with the facility, kind of the bones, and we just um, customized it inside to fit the art storage specifications. Okay, great. Well, there's one thing you brought up that I wanted to ask about was, you know, what, what you know, type or size of art do you guys house or can you house? Yeah, so that's something that we really did a lot of thought about. Yeah. 
art these days can be enormous. Um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> sure. Our limitations because of the fact that we're just on this on one level um, are really the size of our doors. So we have a 12 foot high door into our loading area. Um, it's 10 feet wide. And then our internal doors are 11 feet on the diagonal. So we can really accommodate most size objects. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when, when there are other limitations around art, many times um, the pieces are able, you know, the, the work is able to come into multiple pieces. So those become easier to transport. Um, on the rare occasion that something is so big that it, you know, it, it can't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can take things off of the canvas, uh, off of the frames. Oh. Um, and so there are sometimes other ways that we can accommodate getting a work in or out of the facility. And those we do, you know, under, with the guidance of the owner, uh, the artist, if, if that um, person is available, certainly our registrar um, and, you know, any other, you know, curators or um, conservationists that may be available to help with, with a decision like that. So, um, you know, we don't just kind of make these decisions on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. We found a facility that really can accommodate a huge amount of, of work. Okay. Awesome. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Um, I guess the last question for you was what, you know, so you launched this endeavor in May. So what's next? Are you looking to add another arts, you know, art, you know, fine art storage facility, or is there another acorn project in the works? Yeah. So we, um, we have kind of these two growth paths. So mm-hmm. on the acorn side, we are continuing to grow the business. Um, we are looking actively looking for opportunities to um, either build or buy existing self-storage facilities um, throughout the Minnesota region, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking, uh, we've, we've kind of broadened our, our um, reach there in terms of where we're looking. And um, we see a lot of great opportunities on the horizon. Um, Chris even sent me something this morning where he thinks could be a good acorn 16. So we're always looking, we're always looking to make more investments here um, mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And uh, on the A2 front, we are just really excited to see the fruition of all this work and planning and development, you know, come, um, yeah. come to fruition. So yeah. the, um, we are meeting new clients. Um, we are seeing what their needs are. Another really interesting part about this business, which is so different from self-storage, is we, we, we can help with some more of the kind of ancillary needs. You know, so mm. all of our clients really have in common this need for storage, but maybe it's an estate. And so they're dealing with, you know, cataloging. Maybe it's a collector who um, needs works photographed um, and condition reported. Um, maybe it's an artist who is, you know, doing sale of work. So we are helping our clients on an individual basis, making referrals in areas where we don't have subject matter expertise and um, parts of the industry where we don't, um, you know, that we just aren't currently in the process of doing. And um, so 
just hearing of the different stories of our clients' needs and helping them achieve their goals has been so much fun. Um, and, you know, we have, um, we have 30,000 square feet of storage here. Um, and we, having just been open in May, you know, we love the trajectory where this business is going and we have room to grow here um, on site. So we're just really looking forward to what that opportunity is and um, meeting more people who, who we can continue to help. Awesome. Great. Well, I think that was it for my question. So was there anything else you wanted to add in or mention? I don't think so. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, it's- totally. It was, it was great um, learning about this facility. I just, I had never heard of anything like this before a conversation. So that was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, we are unique in the Twin Cities um, to yeah. have these museum um, grade specifications. So mm-hmm. um, it is a new product here for, for this market. And we're just thrilled to have been able to, to bring it here and um, be operating. So, yeah, I've, and I've always heard, I guess, just anecdotally that the Twin Cities had a really big, um, I know it has a really big, you know, music scene and arts cultural scene. So I assume that would also be the case for fine art pieces. Is that correct? Absolutely. Um, There are a huge number of collectors here. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we're seeing, we see collectors who are collectors themselves. There are people where their parents and grandparents were collectors, and now they have this collection that they want to be, you know, responsible stewards of it. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, even in people you wouldn't expect many times have deep collections of maybe it's just even one artist that they've been so passionate about mm-hmm. uh, that they've continued to, to amass the work of. Yeah. So we have, you know, given our, like the variety of institutions here, um, we have the same variety um, and appetite for collecting. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's great to be able to serve um, all of those individuals. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.